Hard to believe, but the holidays are right around the corner. I got the perfect holiday gift for you. It's not too early to get a skylight frame, my brothers and sisters. And I love the skylight frame. I'm going to give you $10 off right now if you purchase a skylight frame. When you go to skylightframe.com, use the promo code OPIE. Just go to their site. Check it out for yourself. It's skylightframe.com. Use the promo code OPIE to get $10 off. Who's texting me? Start my music. Glasses on, uh, Doctor Steve. You're on vacation. Come on now. Oh, stupid. There you go. Oh, All right. Hoo, hoo. Hoo, hoo, hoo. You're ripping me off, Robin. <laughs> I didn't know you could do a Howard Stern impression. This is I lovely. can't. I, no, <laughs> this is my my good friend, Doctor Steve. Of course, most people know. And uh, we were we were uh, doing a, a lovely podcast the other night, and then next thing you know. Uh, I was gone. You thought I did the old school Opie and Anthony hang up on you, but I did I not. Did. My uh, my laptop ran out of battery power because I was. I- I'll tell you why. So you kn- you know better than anyone that I've been dealing with a chronic back thing for yeah. I don't even know how long have we known each other? Fifteen years at this point, yeah. probably. Yeah. Um, and I I discovered this YouTube channel. It's uh, Bob and Brad. They're physical therapists, and or it's Brad and Bob. They they get really mad if you say their names the wrong way. But I'm gonna go with Bob and Brad. Yeah. So before I talked to you the other night, uh, I was really dealing with uh, a, a terrible back pull, and I'm like, you know what? I got a few minutes to kill, so I put on the Bob and Brad videos on YouTube to try to get some stretches in to give myself a little uh, relief. That's what we call this now, stretches. <laughs> Bob and Brad to get a little relief. As he does okay. the international sign for uh, whacking off. Um, <laughs> and then I, you know, stupid Thanks me. Thanks for explaining it. Yeah. Well, I have to because this is audio too. I mean, I, a lot of people are watching the video right now. But oh, then okay, a bunch go. of people are also listening to this in podcast form, wow. you know. Um, but I forgot to plug my laptop in. So I spent a half hour or 40 minutes uh, watching Bob and Brad uh, back videos. And then I didn't have enough juice for my friend, Dr. Steve. And just while we were getting into it, uh, you know, my, my computer died. And then you're like, Hey dude, I'm, uh, I'm going on vacation. I'm like, come on, Steve, you gotta, you gotta uh, give me another half hour here. So well, for three minutes, I had complete control over your channel. And if I were a funnier person, it could have been something classic, but I just started playing my theme song and doing my own show on your, on your feed. Yeah. And I, I edited all that out of my podcast. Oh, you son of a bitch. Except for the, except for the big plug for Dr. Steve's weird medicine. Okay. Uh, hey, I, I got to go back to the, uh, the back videos. Uh, when I pulled my back out really bad in Disney, I discovered Bob and Brad and they literally got my back uh, to a point by watching these videos and doing what, uh, what they said. Uh, where I could function and not ruin my family trip to to Disney. And that was about two years ago. But yeah. before I found the Bob and Brad videos, this is what's creepy online. There was an old guy trying to say that he was uh, a physical therapist and he had back videos too. And I clicked on his yeah. old guy, very young guy, 
<laughs> and he's adjusted the guy's back. And the young guy is moaning, <laughs> literally moaning. And I'm like, nice. I've, I've been to physical therapists. I, I've done the chiropractor nice. thing. I've done uh, massages. And I've never moaned like that. And then it finally hit me. You know, after I watched them for a good 30 or 40 minutes, and I'm like, something's not right here. And yeah. they were they were disguised as some, like, helpful back uh, video. And the fact is, man, it was like, Just it was soft that. erotic, fucking yeah. uh, homoerotic, uh, whatever the hell, on, on nice. YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's very tricky. But it took me a good 30 or 40 minutes since finally went out. Hey, wait a minute. This isn't on the up and up. 30 to 40 minutes. <laughs> I still got it, Steve. Come on. So uh, so we're back finally. And, and where are you on vacation for, for a reference point? Here? I'm in Vero Beach, Florida, at the, nice. uh, actually at Disney Resort. Didn't know what to expect. And this place is gorgeous. I mean, it really is. It's beautiful. Are you, you know, down there with the kids too or just the wife? Yeah. Well, just one of the kids because the other one's in college now, which is crazy. So. Oh my God, that's insane, man. Yeah. They were running around as kids in my apartment. That's yesterday. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. That is that is crazy. Uh, and, and yesterday you were doing what, a martini tasting or something? Yeah, no, it was a martini sort of mixology class, which right. doesn't sound like a very Disney thing to do, but they're very civilized about drinking, you know, Disney is. And then uh, tonight we're doing... Uh, um, daiquiris, and then tomorrow is bourbon. So it's oh my just God. Kind of faced in the evening. Nice. You're doing like a daiquiri, just what? You learn how to make daiquiris, or that's Disney's yeah. way of going? I teach you the history of it and stuff. It's pretty cool. I learned a lot about martinis last night. Give me three fun facts about martinis that you learned. Okay, the original martini was made with sweet vermouth and Angostura bitters, and it tastes nothing like the regular martinis that we normally have. But it was delightful. Yeah, and uh, that's if I ever drink a martini ever again, that's what I'm going to drink. That's one yeah. fun fact. What else? Okay. Oh shit! You said so, you learned a lot. I, I did learn a lot. So gin comes from the word Geneva, and uh, gin itself comes from Holland, not from the places you might think that it came from. It's not an English drink or an Indian drink. So that this one I knew before. The uh, apparently the gin and tonic came from mixing uh, gin, which was a favorite drink uh, in the UK, with quinine water uh, to which they had to drink to. To, as a prophylaxis for malaria. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. All right. You're a doctor. And uh, Wayne Buatkins, he says uh, gin is hot garbage. Now, um, it was garbage. No, it's not at all. When I was in college and if I had any kind of stomach ailment and it was probably mostly from drinking way too much, everyone swore that you could settle an upset stomach with a nice gin and tonic. Hmm. Is there any medical proof to this, or is it just BS and that you're you're now buzzed and you're not uh, feeling your 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 stomach issues anymore? Well, I would say the evidence for that is what we call anecdotal at best, saying, "Hey, it worked for me." You know, if you have 300 people that say it worked for me, it's still 300 anecdotal uh, pieces of evidence. Uh, but you know, gin does have juniper berries you know, essence in it and it can have other botanicals as well. There may be some medicinal qualities to that. Um, you know, tonic water has quinine in it. Whether 
your friend's story was true or not, it's a little bit of the hair of the dog, which always kind of worked a little bit in college, which is sort of stupid, but um, how would you know? So take two seconds to figure out how would we determine whether this actually works? You would have to do a double blind placebo controlled study, right? It would be very difficult to do a double blind placebo controlled study with gin and tonics because how would the placebo would have to be something that tastes just like tonic and people will know immediately if there's no gin in it. Yeah. You know, so it would be tough to do. So, and number two, nobody is going to fund that study, so it'll never get done. So all we'll ever have is anecdotal evidence, but it sounds fun. So. All right. The only thing I can tell you about martinis is I never enjoy them. I hate them. <laughs> I hate any alcohol where you have to take tiny little sips. It doesn't oh, make see, that's sense. Like. You like Bourbon. that part. Bourbon neat, that's my that's my thing right now. Matter of fact, I like it a little bit too much, so I've decided not to buy any for a while. All right. Well it's not that I have a problem with it. I just love the taste and I end up drinking more than I yeah. should. Uh Carl turned me on to bourbon and honestly, I was starting to get into sipping some bourbons with um, my good friend there, Carl. But as far as martinis go, uh that turned me on to the green olive. Because my oh, yeah. good friend Jay, when we were still um, really, really good friends before he moved to L.A., not not Jay Moore. A lot of people, when I, I mention my good friend Jay, they think Jay Moore. The uh, the famous Java log story is not uh, me and Jay Moore. It's my friend Jay, who's happily guy. married with a couple of uh, kids out there in L.A., so we don't get to hang out as much. But when we used to hang out a lot, he was a big martini drinker, but he hated the olives. And uh, and I would eat the green olives, and yes. that's what. Uh, and now I absolutely love olives, but I never, I never liked the olives before I started taking them out of Jay's uh, martini. Yeah, well, you can have them in Bloody Marys. This is a fascinating uh, topic, by the way. But um, I'm sure everyone is thrilled with it. Oh, they just love it, Doctor Stephen. I say <laughs> olive like that because I went to Athens once, yeah. and they drove me nuts because you can't, you can't walk. 30 seconds without someone talking about their stupid olives. So I, I say it that way yeah. just to be a dick because to this because to because to this day I'm triggered by stupid olives. Yeah. They talk about the olive trees. And it's like, shut up already. Well, my wife doesn't like to eat vegetables when she's drinking. So when she gets a Bloody Mary, she just hands me all the the uh, salad that comes with it. And I love it. <laughs> All the salad. Yeah. Hey, uh, we left off by uh, talking about ticks before my battery died. Yeah. And, yeah. and then I decided to do a little tick um, uh, research. We were talking okay. about all the crazy things you could get from tick bites. You got to go back a couple episodes to, to listen to that. We're not going to redo all that. Right, Steve? Right. But, but I learned that ticks aren't insects. That's stupid. They're, they're in the spider family, and supposedly spiders aren't insects. That's just no, dumb. They're, yeah, they're arachnids, right? They're fucking insects. <laughs> well, it just depends on how you define it, of course. If you just say all bugs are insects, then yes, they're yeah. insects. But the scientists yeah. will divide them up uh, depending on their anatomy and how many legs they have. And stuff. Yeah, well, that's why most people don't want to hang out with scientists, because you guys go too deep with Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I totally understand a tick, that. A tick and a spider should just be called insects. I don't give a crap why they're not. They're, they're insects. You and just like tomatoes should just be called a vegetable at this point. Shut up. <laughs> I know why it's a it's a fruit, but no one looks at a tomato and goes, oh, you know, let me get some uh, fruit. I'm going to get some oranges, some apples, and some tomatoes. Some tomatoes. 
Right. So let's just all acknowledge that it, it really is a vegetable. So let's just. Sweet country. You call them whatever you want to call them. They don't. All right, care. good. And then the other thing I learned about uh, ticks, which was beyond creepy, you know, they, they don't move around uh, too easily. So, you know, they'll hang out with two of their little tick feet with the other ones dangling so they can find a host, oh, right? Yeah. But here's the other thing I didn't know. They're also daredevils. Did you hear about this? Well, I don't know. In what way? They will line up a host from above and drop down. Yeah. They will drop down from above. I did not know that. I thought they just hung out lazily on a stupid uh, like leaf or something, and you would brush up against the leaf, and that's how you get a tick on you or the yeah. deer uh, for the most part. But they said they're daredevils, and they will actually fall from above to find their yeah. host. Yeah. And they will line you up. How crazy is that? Yeah, it is. Well, most people aren't just dashing through the woods. So, you know, even uh, most animals are moseying through the woods. And, uh, yeah, probably not that hard. Now, if you had one that was running and they could make it, that's impressive. Yeah, of know? course. Of course. But, uh, yeah. but, you know, there's like 15 known tick-borne diseases in the United States. And, um, you know, Lyme disease being the most common, but by far, you know, not the only one. There's um, tons of them. And um, I, I think there's no state in the country right now that hasn't had Lyme, even though it's still most prevalent in your part of the country. Yeah. And one of the things that we were talking about is how close to syphilis Lyme disease is. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think we, co we covered that before the power went out. So, uh, Of course we did, because you said you would enjoy this. Like, why would I enjoy a, a, a conversation about syphilis? Well, why wouldn't you? <laughs> I don't know. And Lyme comes from, uh, uh, what, a little town in Connecticut called Lyme, Connecticut, right? I don't know the history of it. I'm assuming that it was one of the first places that they identified this disease. You know, there are a lot of cases like that in science where, you know, two people discovered something at the same time, but yet only it's named after one of them. Uh, you know, Newton is known as the father, you know, the inventor of calculus, but Leibniz developed it same time he did and hardly anyone ever hears about him it's very interesting you just said that because that also happened with electricity tesla and who was uh, the other guy edison uh and edison beat out tesla in the end right it, which well it was crazy um tesla invented alternating current edison right. wanted dc now we all know we have alternating current so tesla won but we all know about thomas edison but hardly anybody you know other than a you know, the, us nerds know about Nikola Tesla. So. You know, he had some some really, really big ideas. And uh, in the end, yeah. he fell short. And then he uh, he died very, very lonely. And supposedly, I think it was in New York City, he could be found just hanging out with pigeons. Wow. Look it up. And wow. I think, oh, my God, I, I saw this documentary a few years back. But I think he was trying to either marry a pigeon or he fell in love with a pigeon. Is okay. anyone out there? We got we got a decent audience. Can anyone go on the Google and, and give me a little I'm lot of right now? Mm -hmm. There's a lot in here. Okay, relationships. Let's try that one. Oh, he had an eidetic memory. So that's probably what you're talking about when you talk about how much smarter he was than Edison is. Apparently, he had an eidetic memory, which we would now call a photographic memory. Well, our our pal Vic Henley had a photographic uh, memory, and he downplayed it. Is I learned that. that I, I always thought he did, but I, I learned it after his death when I was talking to uh, his family. And he really, really downplayed it. Because every time he would pull some crazy-ass 
fact out of his ass. I'm like, what the? And he, and he would casually be like, oh, everyone should know that. I'm like, everyone should know that? That's crazy. Wow. Says here, Tesla had no hobby, cared for no sort of amusement of any kind, lived in utter disregard of the most elementary rules of hygiene. So yeah. I, I can't find anything about the pigeon. So. I got the pigeon. Look on your big screen. Uh, we okay. call that the big screen when we put the comments up on, uh, yeah, there on you go. the okay. Steve Mullins, Tesla never married, but he admitted to falling in love with a very special white pigeon that visited him regularly. He reportedly said, I love that pigeon as a man loves a woman, and she loved me. Wow. That's Tesla. What happens to the human brain as you get older? I don't know. Well, he had a different kind of brain. He had a different kind of brain anyway. So it is interesting that he had difficulty with human relationships, I guess. So the pigeon didn't make him feel uncomfortable and didn't argue with him and call him weird and didn't care about his hygiene. So there you go. I thought I, I saw that right, though. But yeah, he was he was really into his pigeon at the end of his life. And this guy. <laughs> good for him. Doesn't make guy, you a bad person. And this guy was competing with uh, freaking Edison. One thing that Tesla wanted to do, which was fascinating, was have these giant coils and just broadcast power to everyone. So it would be free yeah. power. You would just, you know, have an antenna and it would get the power out of the atmosphere. Yeah. A lot of people think that's possible. Well, the, the electrical, you know, the electromagnetic fields you would have to have would right. probably affect human life. What do you think? <laughs> so I don't know if it's a good idea, but it was a cool idea. I don't know if it's a good idea. I feel like they don't know exactly what uh, all these cell phones are going to do to the human body. I really, I, I think the jury's still out with that, man. I mean, as we sit here talking to each other, there's just stuff firing through our bodies left and right, right now. So the radiation from this stuff is um, not what we call ionizing, but the American Cancer Society does have some information about it. And um, they, there have been some studies that show some increase in certain tumors and then other studies that didn't, which usually tells me that, that there's not a big issue with it. It says here, that I'm just looking at the American Cancer Society because cell phones usually held near the head. The main concern has been whether the phones might cause or contribute to tumors in this area. And it says a few studies have looked at possible links to other types of cancer, but included brain tumors, non-cancerous tumors of the brain. And it says, um, in most cases, neither type of study, either lab studies or looking at groups of people, provided enough evidence on its own to show if something causes cancer. So they usually looked at lab-based and human studies, and they really, it's inconclusive. More with Dr. Steve in just a minute. But first, I want to talk about Skylight Frame. If you go to skylightframe.com right now, you'll get $10 off. Use the promo code Opie, O-P-I-E, that's skylightframe.com, promo code Opie. Do you know what this is? You, you should by now. The holiday's right around the corner. We're starting to slowly but surely panic. We don't know what to get the people in our lives. Well, do you got a mom that lives far away? Do you got a grandma that lives far away? You must have a relative that uh, you want to stay in touch with. Well, the Skylight Frame is perfect. It's beautiful. Basically, you know, it's one of these frames where you load it up with pictures and then uh, the person on the other end uh, gets to see what you're doing with your life. It's beautiful. 
Nowadays, staying in touch with those we love is more important than ever. Oh boy, is that the truth. And the easiest way to do it is with the Skylight Frame. It's a photo frame you can email photos to anytime from anywhere. Makes a great gift. Order now to get ahead of the holidays. Skylightframe.com. Use the promo code OPIE to get $10 off. Anyone can send photos to the frame in just seconds, so it's a great way to keep in touch with friends and family effortless to use easy to use you don't have to be tech savvy oh my god of course not doesn't look cheap looks like a real photo frame gorgeous 100 satisfaction guaranteed that means if you don't love your skylight they'll offer you a full refund oh they got a feature too you can tap the heart button and it will let the sender know you love the photo this makes the frame interactive and fun to use well what about the reviews hope how about this one from facebook this gives her a little glimpse of every day. And then when we talk on the phone, she could talk to the boys about the pictures we sent. All right, if you want to support the podcast and, and, and get something really, really nice for someone in your life, go to skylightframe.com. Use the promo code Opie to get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame. When you go to Skylight Frame, let me spell that out for you. S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com skylightframe.com promo code Opie O-P-I-E to get $10 off. We got one of these guys. Uh, wait, you're worried about cell phones but push untested vaccines? Untested oh, um, va- oh my oh, no, god. Wait, when did we get into this discussion? Okay. <laughs> I, I'm just, um, no, I encourage everyone to get vaccinated because I, I'm a smart person. Okay. So I'm encouraging people to get vaccinated. Yeah. They're, they're, they're not untested. Yeah, and uh, we've vaccinated almost two. Well, we ought to look. It's it, Last time I checked, it was two point something billion people. And yes, the people that are, listen, listen. Oh, I'll give you, if someone comes to me with this concern, yes. I, will, I will say, you know, I absolutely understand that. <clears throat> there is a thing called antibody- um, induced um, um, immune enhancement. And what this is, is a, uh, we see it in cholera where people get cholera and then they get it again and they actually have a worse case. And so when they did the original coronavirus vaccines for cats, they found that when the cats were exposed to coronavirus the second time, they got sicker and a lot of them died. Now, they were using, uh, and they were using mRNA vaccines, but they were targeting a different protein than this one does. After 2 billion uh, doses and however many months we've been doing this now, I mean, I got my first vaccine almost uh, a year and a month ago because I was in the Pfizer trial. Yeah, you were early, man. There's so lots, early. yeah, and there's lots of people who um, uh, have been exposed to other coronaviruses since they've been vaccinated. We have not seen a single case that I'm aware of of, of antibody-induced immune enhancement. But if somebody came to me and said, that's the thing that bought, you know, I'm concerned about, I would say I totally understand that. All and, right. you know, and if someone said, they, well, we don't have long-term data, you know, you're absolutely right. We couldn't have long-term data. I was one of the first people in the country that got vaccinated because I was in that the Pfizer mRNA vaccine trial. And that was literally a year and a month ago. So it's, you know, uh, we don't have long-term data. Uh, what we're seeing is the mRNA strands themselves denature 
uh, within a few days. So they do their thing and then the body chews them up and reuses the amino acids for other things. Of course. So it's unlikely that we'll see anything from this, but you know, yeah, um, there were, you were old enough to remember the swine flu thing from the 70s where people took the vaccine and they ended up with Guillain-Barre syndrome, and it, which is um, a thing called ascending neuritis where people get weak from the toes and that works its way up to the legs where they can't walk. But if it gets up high enough, then they can't breathe and then it works its way down. It's called a ascending neuritis for that reason. But you know, the other thing that causes ascending neuritis that caused it at the same time is influenza itself. Oh, so, no kidding. It wasn't the vaccine so much as the body's response to those viral proteins, you know? Right. So uh, nothing is safe a hundred percent, obviously, and nothing's a hundred percent effective. What we've found so far is that the benefits of the vaccine appear to greatly outweigh the risks. Again, admitting absolutely that we don't have long-term data, but we're not expecting to see very much uh, of you know, long-term problems from the vaccine itself. Kenny Williams is just losing. I'm sorry, Kenny. I, well, I, I, Kenny, I tell you, this is just why, you know, the, the, the fact. Yeah, let, me, let me read this. Dr. Opie prescribes us all a vaccine. I hear you. <laughs> well, Do what's right for you and your family. There you go. I'm not, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist, but. I did get a lot of my info info from Dr. Steve. My nephew is uh, is a, a brain doctor. He's around a lot of doctors and scientists and got some info from him. Then I went to the CDC uh, website and a few other places. I didn't get I didn't get my uh, thoughts on this thing from watching cable news. Sorry, I did not do that. I don't think that's uh, the, the thing to do. And then in the end, I said, you know what? This is right for me and my family. And, yeah. and that's what I did. And 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 for Kennedy Williams and everyone else, I'm just a dope with a microphone talking to my stupid friend who's on vacation. You do what's Your right. Your words have never been said, my friend. Yeah, exactly. I'm not. I mean, I, I think it's the right thing to do. To do yeah. uh, after all the research I did. But honestly, I'll be honest. Who the hell am I in the end? Yeah. So, well, but relax. And I am a doctor, and I still tell people you just got to do what's right for you. I'm not a fan of government mandates, although we do. I mean, I get that argument too, that the government does mandate certain things, but you know, you don't have to wear your seatbelt. It's just that if you, you know, you get in a, uh, you know, you get caught speeding, then they can just add another, well, another thing. That, on to it, you know? We all have that one person in our lives that, that swear that they're still living because they did not wear a seatbelt. Yes. And one of those people would be club soda. Kenny, who was, uh, pretty close to me for a very, very long time. He yeah. swore that he, the only reason he's alive is because he did not wear a seatbelt. Sure. And he did not wear a seatbelt all those years I used to drive with him every yeah. single day. So I talk about this exact example on my show a lot when we talk about uh, uh, when people will have this, and it's not a fallacy for Club Soda Kenny. Kenny, that's exactly what happened to him. Yeah. Uh, but, but the fallacy of... of doing things because of the least least expected outcome and then ignoring the most expected outcome. So if you don't wear your seatbelt one in a million times, that'll save your life. It'll keep you from getting trapped in your car if you have a horrible wreck and the engine's sure. on fire. No sure. question about that. But 
if you are in a wreck and you're thrown from your car, not wearing your seatbelt, you have almost a 50% chance of dying. So, of course. so that's more common, but uh, Kenny's a hundred percent right. I would never argue with Kenny about anything. Oh my God. No, there was a picture that I, that, that I tweeted today that uh, club soda, Kenny, uh, you got to go to my, uh, where do I put it? Oh, I put it on my Instagram, Opie radio. Uh, Club Soda Kenny was uh, Madonna's bodyguard. Someone sent me the picture. Wow. And he, and he looks frightened in this picture. Like, what did I get myself into? But <laughs> hey, Kennedy Williams is back. By the way you talk about it, it sure sounds like you're getting it from TV. This is the world we live in. I'm trying to tell you I do not get my information about the coronavirus and vaccines from cable news. I, I'm, I'm smarter than that. I, I'm in the business. I know the bullshit you can throw at people. Wow. Let me give so you some links. Say it again. I did not get it from a cable news host. So let's move on. You make a good point. In the end, you know, you do got to do what's Thank right God. for you and your family. And you also got to definitely try to play the odds in any of this stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know, because I got the other side of it. Uh, a, a good friend of mine, um, never met her. I don't want to like oversell this, but his sister who lives in Florida died of the coronavirus and she was an anti-vaccine person and she ended up dying from it. Yeah. My friend loves his sister to death, but he's like, we shouldn't be in this position because he really believes he should be vaccinated. And he's so mad that uh, she didn't uh, she didn't get vaccinated. Yeah, so, it's of course, well, it's tragic. It's, it's the, th the thing is, I said this from day one on my show that most people will not get this virus and most people who do won't die. That's absolutely true. And if you want to decrease your risk of dying there are some things that we can do and they're not all just vaccines one thing that kind of pissed me off during this whole thing was that we put so much effort into vaccines that we kind of forgot about therapeutics yeah. so in the very beginning and people go well ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine if you th i i've heard people say well ivermectin is not being supported uh you know through research and i challenge anyone to go to clinicaltrials.gov and put in COVID-19 as the condition, put in ivermectin as the uh, medication. And there's at least 70 clinical trials going on right now looking at ivermectin. Now, look, if we find that in a double-blind placebo-controlled study that's large enough to make a statistically significant uh, difference, uh, and we show that it that it works, even if it works 20% of the time, we will write the hell out of that stuff, you know, because right. we do want off the shelf things that, you know, hydroxychloroquine was off the shelf. People really wanted that to work. Azithromycin, zinc, all of these things. But the, uh, the evidence right now uh, that is the most compelling are for three things, because I said therapeutics will end this thing, because the main reason that we're doing lockdowns and all this crap that we're doing isn't to prevent cases, it's to prevent people going into the hospital and completely overwhelming the hospital system. And we are seeing that in Alaska right now. In some places, we came really close to it where I am right now. And uh, when that happens, that will be chaos because now people with appendicitis or people want to have, you know, deliver their babies, they can't get into the hospital. So that's what we're trying to avoid. So therapeutics really the way to go. If you think about it, you get, you get COVID. You go to your doctor, you get a prescription for something. If it keeps you out of the hospital and it keeps you from dying, this thing's over. We can go back absolutely to normal. So vaccine, very powerful uh, tool, but therapeutics are going to be where it's at. And so 
I was very disappointed that in the beginning there wasn't a bigger push toward therapeutics, but there is now. So here you go. Number yeah. one, monoclonal antibodies. I can I say the monoclonal antibodies certainly re restored my productivity, if not saving my life. My antibodies, because I'm old, had gone back to zero. I still have cellular immunity, so I probably wouldn't have died from COVID. But when I got it from, I was completely, you know, had the PPE, everything. I know exactly who gave it to me. And um, uh, I thought I'd been hit by a Mack truck. I mean, it was a temp of 103. When you're my age, that sucks so bad. And I got the uh, monoclonal antibody on day two. And by day three, I was back to normal again. I still had wow. to isolate for the first 10 days. But I never stopped working. I did telemedicine for 10 days while I was in isolation. So, yeah. so there's that one. That's the one that um, the former president had when it was still in sort of the experimental phase. The trade name now is Regencove. Uh, number two, Molnupiravir. Been talking about this one for months on my show is a pill. I'm a little concerned with these emergency authorizations because we don't have the safety data that we would really like to have on these things, but you're taking it for seven to 10 days. Uh, it decreases hospitalizations by 50%. And that would be enough. You know, if you're at risk, you take it 50% of the time, instead of 14% of people going to the hospital that were in this group that were at high risk, only 7%. And then the third one is remdesivir, duh, given as an outpatient. We, use this stuff as inpatient on critically ill people. And we were all a little bit disappointed with it. And uh, now they've done the study where they're doing it on people before they get too sick. And lo and behold, it keeps people out of the hospital 50 to 60% of the time. I don't have that study in front of me, but wow. we have some really powerful tools right now and more are coming. So I missed out on something there though. Uh, you were vaccinated very early on, but you, you had a bad case of uh, the coronavirus. Yes, that's correct. That's correct. So, so there's two kinds of immunity. Uh, there's cellular immunity. That's your T cells and B cells that sort of remember the, the, the uh, attacking force from last time so that they can produce uh, uh, antibodies and other responses to the, um, to the whatever that attacking force is, in this case, a virus. But there's also humoral immunity, which is antibodies. So as long as you have floating antibodies, you're unlikely to be infected. But as long as you have cellular immunity, you're like not likely to die or you know go to the hospital. So, yeah. Uh, so I had lost my humoral immunity. That's the problem with this. You know, when you have uh, chickenpox, you seem to have. Uh, uh, virus or measles, you have antibodies circulating all the time. Herpes, another one, you have antibodies circulating all the time. This one, you get antibodies for a while and then they go away. That's why you can keep getting common colds over and over again, because a lot of them are caused by coronaviruses. So I had lost that and I was sick as shit. So wow. I went ahead and got the, the um, uh, monoclonal antibody just to make sure that it didn't progress any further. My you know, my oxygen saturation started to drop. It never got below 94, 95, but for me, that's pretty low. So yeah. yeah. Wow. That's, that's just, uh, that's some, that's some heavy stuff to talk about on vacation there, Dr. Yeah. That's you know, we're, we're talking about martinis and then you got some daiquiri class later today. Death and dying. I almost died. And yeah, it was, um, but it was, uh, so fast within 17 hours, I was completely back to normal after the month. That's pretty amazing. I, I highly know, recommend I, that. 
I got a lot of hope that we'll get on the other side of this thing sooner than later. Yeah, I do. I, I th yeah. with therapeutics that we're going to get there. I, I believe. If yeah. They'll land us, yeah. You know, I hear you. Uh, you got any good uh, vacation stories? Did you go? Did you go snorkeling or anything yet? Are you doing any of those excursions? Yeah, we're doing all that stuff, but nothing exciting. Just uh, you know, Tacy, who people from my during the lockdowns, Tacy was my co-host on the show for a year. Right. And uh, people really liked her because she would just, you know, just shit on me. And stuff. I mean, they like that. <laughs> That's great. And she's a looker there. Uh, yeah, she's a good one. She's a good one. Yeah, I, did, I did okay. She was, uh, I was uh, 18 when she was born. So, you know. Oh, really? Yeah. A little age difference there for the, yeah, for well, the good doctor. She wants to do the drinking thing. So the only real excursions we've done is these damn drinking classes. So. Oh, so you didn't do the snorkeling thing where the... Where your snorkeling guide guide takes oh. off his shirt and he's ripped, and you're sitting there with your Puts stupid the boobs on your girlfriend, with your stupid winter soft body from New York City, and they're tan yeah. and beautiful, and and yeah. you, you can just feel your chick next to you is just drooling, and you're like, oh my god! But what did I tell you in text messages? I said, don't worry about those guys because they only make thirty thousand a year, and when they're not trying to pick up your wife. They're in some cinder block, uh, like dorm room with mosquitoes yeah. and no, and no air conditioning. Well, whatever makes you feel better about it, I guess that's fine. I remember reaching for my shirt. I'm like, I think I'm going to snorkel with my shirt on. Why is this guy doing this? You want to get back to the room and take your bathing suit off? You have to go. It's the shrinkage. The shrinkage. <laughs> I do have two uh, vacation stories, and if you got another one, please. All right, you know how you do the excursion. So I, I would go to Turks and Caicos in Club Med, and you would sign up for this excursion where they would take you to a private beach. And the and the boat ride was like, I want to say 30 or, four, 30 or 40 minutes, but they got alcohol on the boat, and you don't care, and you're getting drunk. Then sure. they get you to the private beach, and you're doing all sorts of drinking games, and they got a nice feast for you, and it's a good day, a yeah. good uh, excursion for Club Med down there in Turks and Caicos. Yeah. On the way home from one of these excursions, all of a sudden, I, I noticed that the, the boat started slowing way down. And there were wow. storm clouds sort of following us. And I'm like, that's kind of weird. You would think they would want to get back to Club Med sooner than later because they don't know what these storm clouds are going to be doing behind them, right? That's right. when I noticed that uh, one of the gals, one of the tourists, were, was on her uh, knees and she was giving the guy oral that was driving the boat. She got that drunk in front of everybody. I fast forward. This is whatever. But I, we uh, we fly into JFK. We're waiting for our baggages, our bags or whatever. And uh, this girl goes running into the arms of her slash boyfriend or husband. And I'm like, oh, my God. That's a good egg. That's a good egg. I mean, maybe they have an understanding. I, I don't know the first thing about this person, but uh, she uh, she just decided to give the guy a little action on the way back from our little uh, day excursion, drinking all day. Wow. Wow. I did go on a booze cruise and told the woman that I took to the Bahamas with me that I loved her, and that was stupid. It kind of ruined the rest of the show. I mean, the rest of the week. Why? Well, she didn't say it back, and we'd only known each other a week. It was stupid. So, <laughs> I get, well, yeah, I get but you're real. in the Bahamas. You're feeling it. I, I think I would say I love you back just because it's the Bahamas, and then, like, sort the whole no, thing No, she had some integrity, back. so I do respect that. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. 
So my 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 ex. So this goes back a uh, god probably like twenty years. I go to Club Med. I, I think it was the Jim Coach Sam Adams trip, and um, I went with my ex. This is God at least twenty years ago, and they had like a circus soleil down there where you could try the trapeze wow. and even the tiny little ladder. I remember me and Anthony tried it, and I was scared out of my mind just trying to climb up this tiny little ladder to the first platform. They had a really high platform as well, and then swing, and you just. You swung like just like a, a hunk of meat that you would see in the Rocky movie, just swinging. You had, you had no form to you. You had no athletic ability. You were just scared. Your arms hurt. I couldn't even hold on that well, you know? And then uh, and then I think these guys do it on purpose, and they set you up because you look like a total idiot. Then they want me upside down, and I tried that, and my stupid big soft yeah. white underbelly is, is flopping out because now my shirt's around my head. And uh, and then uh, they go, oh, that was pretty good. And then they they, they let you climb down the tiny ladder and get on uh, solid uh, footing again. And then they go up there, and they're they're like right from Vegas and Paris. They're doing all their moves and you know doing their flips and everything. And once again, they're ripped and tan and perfect. <laughs> so fast forward, we're hanging around the Club Med uh, village. That night, smoking some Cuban cigars and drinking and just having a good old time with uh, me and Anthony and a bunch of other people and our girls. And and my girl's sort of talking to one of the trapeze guys. And then, um, long story short, I'm tired. It's a long day. She's like, oh, that's okay. That's okay. I'll see you in about an hour, you know. And I go back to my room, and I'm just passed out. I'm so fucking tired. And uh, next thing you know, I hear like a commotion at the at the door. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? You know, so I open up the door and the trapeze guy is outside my door with my chick. Awesome. Absolutely flirty. They might have even been making out. I have no idea. I didn't catch. I didn't catch him doing anything. What but, a move. But it was pretty obvious that this guy uh, had a liking for my my ex and uh, walked her back to her room. <laughs> That's that's my kid calling. Oh my! See, I turn I turn everything off. I can't. I'm on call. You know when? Uh oh! And I was calling Hang on. I gotta get this. I'm so sorry. Can you edit this out? Like right now? Okay, I'll do it right now. How much? Oh Jesus! For what? Okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You got it. Okay. All right. Bye, buddy. Jeez. Okay. Sorry. What? You have to go. No, I have to put money in my son's account because he's at the jewelers with his girlfriends and he doesn't have enough money in his account. What do you mean a jeweler? I guess he's buying her something for this, their anniversary, you know. And the, th- the crazy thing is, and nobody gives two shits about this, but her parents and Tacey and I are, we're all best buddies now. And we go on yeah. vacation together and all this stuff and we're, Basically at the mercy of two 18-year-olds and the vagaries of their stupid romance, you know? Right. So we've told them, please, you know, if these two break up, we still got to be friends. So anyway. Ooh, that's going to be tough because, you know, that I mean, the I odds are they're going to break up. Talking about playing the odds uh, earlier. Yes. No, I yes, I'm aware. And it sucks because, you know, 
her uh, dad and I do a uh, ham radio. Well, ham radio together. Ham radio. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, you guys will always be friends because there's only like three people that do that. So he, he's yeah, going to need area, you. That's kind of true. That's kind of. Hey, true. Dr. Steve, I got to interrupt for a second because Michael Classic uh, 95 Opie, get to a dentist quickly. Those chiclets turning down. See, he's bothered that I have bad lower teeth. Yeah, I can't see him. So he's bothered by that, even though I explained to everybody if if my my friends, my family, and my wife don't notice them, don't give a shit about them, have never brought it up, then why are you bothered by my stupid teeth? <laughs> well, they notice them. They're just, they just nice enough not to say anything about it. Listen, this is just how perceptive women are to things that we do. At my wedding, my best man came upstairs and said, hey, I, I, for, I, I forgot my shoes. I said, it's no big deal. They're black shoes. We'll just go to Kmart and we'll just yeah. go get a $10 pair of black loafers and nobody will care. Who will notice? So we get to the wedding and he stands up on the on the um, whatever that near the altar and his wife sees him for the first time. She goes, where'd you get those shoes? I mean, it was nope. just like that. Wow. So they noticed this stuff. So, yeah, there's. You know, they notice they they just nice enough not to say anything to you. I think I'm I think I'm so pretty that uh, it bothers people. So they had to find that flaw. I mean, I also got the you know I got the Megan Fox thumbs as well. If you need to make fun of those, okay. Yeah, I got the Megan Fox thumbs. Well, maybe so, uh, your wife just I'm, doesn't want you spending the three grand to get your teeth straight. Uh, restless ass syndrome. Now I've yes. heard of, now I've heard of restless uh, leg syndrome, and I actually have that ever since I was a kid. Uh, my okay. leg, I, I need to just rock it, and and that's why you see this, my camera shake, because I'm just I'm just like playing the drums all day long, man. I got that. Yeah. But now they're talking about how you could get restless ass syndrome. What's that about? Yeah, no, it's a real thing, and it they we've seen a couple of cases that are related to COVID nineteen because COVID nineteen does have neurologic uh, uh, effects. So uh, we've seen that uh, there's the emerging evidence that there's neural spread of this virus and you can get restless leg syndrome which is common neurological disorder but um uh restless anal syndrome is a variant of restless leg syndrome and it's been associated in you know like case the here and there with COVID-19 it's not rampant by any means yeah and the one case that I'm aware of was a 77 year old guy that got it um, and he got favipiravir, so this must have been in Japan or one of the countries that approved favipiravir, which is, <clears throat> sorry, molnupiravir's uh, first cousin. And okay. then he had uh, restless, deep anal discomfort that was about 10 centimeters, so that's this far. I don't know if you can see that, from the anus. So it was inside. Oh, my and, God. Uh, yeah, he had this sort of urge to move in there that improved with exercise. It got worse at night. And then they did um, colonoscopy on them and they, they found, you know, deep tendon reflexes and some loss of sensory uh, function and stuff in there. And uh, they gave him a clonazepam, which is something that we do use for restless leg syndrome or other drugs. <clears throat> it's related to Valium closest related to Valium. And uh, he did improve. So yeah, restless <laughs> animal syndrome. Another place where the nerves are getting activated where they're not supposed to be. You know? Right. Wow. Okay. And then finally, when this happened, I wanted to call you immediately. That kid, 
I think he ended up dying. He didn't he like uh, crazy glue his pee hole. Yeah. Together as a form of contraception. As a form of con yeah contraception. He had nothing else laying around, so he decided to uh, glue his pee hole together. And didn't yeah. he die from that? Yeah, he did. And I think it. I think that I'm. I'm not sure. I should have looked this up before because I. I sort of had an idea you were going to ask me about this. I believe he used epoxy, and that was that was a big mistake because that stuff is really hard to, you know, super glue. You could kind of peel it apart and stuff, but if you block the, uh, the urinary tract where it can no longer, um, you know, function, if you don't seek medical treatment right, right away, then you're going to have real issues. And yeah. uh, I think he died of sepsis too. So he must've had some, uh, he probably tried to gouge at it and do some things and he caused, uh, bacteria to get in there and uh, just, you know, wreaked havoc. So he had renal failure, I'm assuming, and then sepsis from the injury. So, yeah, oh, don't do that. I brought it up to have a little fun, and that that's no, just tragic. Nothing. It's not fun. It's horrible. That's just tragic. Yeah, most of these stories are actually not fun. Most of them result in tragedy. That's why we talk about them, you know. If you just right. say, well, a guy glued his pee hole shut, but he was fine afterward, we never would have heard about it. Yeah, of course. Well, that's a very, very good point. So <laughs> I know you want to get to your daiquiri. Uh, yeah. You're going to learn about daiquiris? Get out of here. I don't know what there is to learn about them, but I'll report back to you, sir. Yeah, I would appreciate that. I, like I said, I, I I look at you more as a Bartles and James uh, type guy. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't want me to tell the story of the first time I came to your apartment and you said, do you want a beer? And I looked in your refrigerator. Go, go do it. Yeah. So, you know, this is, you know, it, this is back in the Opie and Anthony days. And to me, you know, Opie was the destroyer. He was the, uh, you know, Ed Asner called her, called him the destroyer. He uh, jumped on homeless people's cakes. He threw poker chips. I mean, you know, there was, that was the, in front of the stuff. I knew the behind the scenes stuff, but, you know, and, and so I sort of figured when I got to your place, you're, you're, uh, refrigerator be full of IPAs or, you know, sort of uh, amber ales and things like that. <laughs> and then it was nothing but fruit beer. There was blackberry beer. There was grapefruit beer. It was hilarious. It was great. I mean, you turned me onto that stuff. I never had it before, but I was a little surprised. I, I turned you on to the grapefruit beers. That's that's true. Oh, that's great. Well, Would yeah, you interfere with your drugs? So if you take certain drugs, you can't drink those grapefruit beers, by the way. I don't do drugs, brother. There you go. I'm talking about, like, cholesterol medicine. Oh, oh, oh. I mean, yeah. I do, you know, maybe a little uh, little pot here and there yeah, and maybe a little Eddie. That'd be. You do the Eddies there, uh, Dr. Steve? Don't know what you're talking about. Edibles. Oh, not legal in my state. Now, when I'm to Chicago... To a uh, concert, um, I did. Uh, it was Vicky, uh, Vinnie Paulino, uh, live, and uh, they do have legal, um, you know, pot dis uh, dispensaries there. It's been on my bucket list since the '60s to buy pot legally. So I bought a thing of edibles, and I did one at two in the morning. And I woke up at six, so paranoid and just crawling out of my skin saying, oh, my God, you know, I got COVID at this thing. I've given everybody COVID. How am I going to get home? I'm going to have to drive home. I flew. What do I do with my with the car? And then I kept hearing music underneath me. It was probably just a rattly um, uh, air conditioner, but it sounded like someone was playing 
like disco music at four yeah. or six in the morning. And I said, never again. So I, I gave my little packet of edibles away and that's the end of me. So no. You took too many, man. You got to start with a little bit. A little tiny one, you know. That was. You got to take a little bit. See where you are seventy-five minutes later. A lot of people make the mistake. They they take a little bit and they're like, I don't feel nothing. No, I'm listen. I'm aware. Thing, the whole thing hits you at once, and you're in trouble. I grew up in the in the '60s, so I'm aware of the edible delay thing. Okay, but um, I hadn't done any literally since. I was in college. Right. And uh, I was going to remind you of this picture of me before I go, if I can find it real quick, uh, just to prove my bona fides when it comes to um, whether I, you know, knew a thing or two about this back in the day. <laughs> Let me see if I can find this stupid ass thing. What an idiot. I would hand this out at my kids, um, at my kids' school. Let me see. There you go. Can you see it? Uh oh, oh. Well, I have control again. <laughs> Do we have any questions from the uh, from the from the rogues gallery? I gotta go, y'all. That's hilarious. Hello, John Field. Okay, Joshua. Thank you, my friend. Where, uh, 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 send in those super chats. I gotta go to DC and talk to all those dotards. <laughs> Come on. Oh, what the hell, dude? Yeah, Joshua says take half of a half. Now I think I'm done. That was it was an experiment, and uh, it's over with. Oh, now I have the whole thing. Okay, he's gone. All right. Well, listen to Weird Medicine on uh, Sirius XM channel 103. I'm still on there. Um, Saturday nights at uh, six seven p.m. Sundays at five p.m. and other times at Jim McClure's pleasure. Or listen to uh, the podcast wherever you find podcasts. Hey, thanks, Jamie Lynn. I got to go, y'all. I'm, I'm late for my daiquiri thing, so I'm just going to close out this thing. Uh, thanks for uh, coming to uh, Beer on the Balcony, I guess. All right. <laughs> I'll see you, Jesus. <laughs> boo, 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 boo. Radio, 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 radio. Boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo. Boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo.